0: Hey guys, this is Nico and thanks for dropping by on day two of my journey to 254. Today on the show, I've got somebody who has his own podcast called Habits of the Few and a business that's built around um, bringing you to optimal levels for both your physical ability and for your business. So it's going to be a really great show. He talks Um, about nutrition and kind of gives me a little bit of insight of things I can do and things I can take in order to give myself the energy and endurance I'm going to need in order to hit my goal. So I appreciate you stopping by and tomorrow we got another show going. So talk to you soon. Hey everybody, this is Nico and you are listening to 254. So this is day two of my journey now and As of yesterday, I implemented a few new things already to my life. One of those things, I'm waking up at 5 a.m., a little bit earlier than I'm used to waking up. And even when I did wake up early, and you know, those times, I would usually give myself an extra 30 minutes, extra 10 minutes in bed. Um, But I've decided that that's going to be part of my non negotiable is waking up right at five o'clock or a little bit before. So little bit more tired because I've also implemented working out four days a week which today was day two of that Um, and that's who I have on my call today Mr. Mona Pulsi who is my personal trainer mentor business partner and he runs his own podcast Habits of the Few um, where he's interviewed people like Mark Bell who is the founder of um, Super Training Gym I think it's called is that correct Mo? yep Perfect. And then Kenny Brooks, who's a door-to-door sales guy, AJ Vanderchuck, as you know, um, is Gary Vanderchuck's brother. Um, and you know, they're obviously doing a lot of great stuff. So Mo, the reason you know you're here, like I'd mentioned before, is that I want to be able to get the best tools for myself and implementing a better morning, a better routine throughout my day to make sure that this doesn't go to waste because 254 days is a long time. For me to be trying to change my life here and i want to make sure that i have the right arsenal here so what the hell am i doing how do i continue you know to go down this path um to make sure that i'm utilizing each day the right way thanks because you've interviewed a lot of people that have nine figure businesses your your marketing company itself runs nine figure clients they find themselves into routines that work for them and i'm sure you've come across a lot of advice from a lot of people of how they can you know, make best use of their time. So what are some of the key things that you've taken throughout the years, throughout your times in interviews that you see as habits that actually are effective for those people? And how can I implement that into my day? And what are some of the things I should be focusing on to help me grow from where I'm at right now?
1: One of the biggest things that comes across uh, that that was kind of the common theme is most people, when they start a habit, it's, it's going against the grain in the beginning and it's incredibly difficult to, to do that. Uh, and so one thing that is generally occurring that I've, that I've discussed with people, something that I do as well, is when you start something, don't make excuses for yourself to not do it. So if, you, if you've committed to waking up at five o'clock in the morning so that you could be in the gym, whatever that morning routine is, so you can be in the gym by, by 5 a.m., don't eliminate that reasoning, nor, you should, uh, uh, um, nor should you have any kind of excuses to not wake up in the morning. So for instance, if you cannot get up by yourself, set an alarm clock, wake up. And I know it sounds really simplistic, but if you hear that alarm, get up out of bed, do whatever it is you need to do. One thing that's really, really cool that helps is taking a cold shower. If you can't handle the full shower, do 30 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds, whatever it is. Typically, I like to do it at the end of the shower, but because you're just starting this and you need to be able to wake up, taking a cold shower or for a few seconds in the morning, first thing is going to wake up your central nervous system. That's going to trigger you're going to be awake. So, mm-hmm. there, you've, you've completed that task. That's going to help you figure that portion out. Then, what you do to get yourself primed for the workout. Couple things you're doing it now, which is journaling, having some sort of journal, whether it be gratitude, whether it be planning out your day, whatever. I find that gratitude is very simple, um, and it puts yourself in a in a perspective of positivity and, and gratefulness, and that's going to get you in the mindset of like, I'm going to fucking conquer this day. Sorry, I don't know if you curse on your show or not, but hey, um, you do now. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> so 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 that that that's that. The other thing is that depending on if you are more accustomed to doing focused thinking or meditation early on versus later in the day, I, I found that most top high performing CEOs, entrepreneurs, business people, they do their meditation first thing in the morning. So part cultivating a good morning routine. So cold shower, journaling, meditation. Those three are common denominators with ultra highly successful human beings. And what you do before you step into the gym is, is very, is very um, it, it's important, but it's also a common theme between all of them, which is, again, journaling, having the cold shower, and being able to do some form of meditation. Meditation doesn't have to be crazy. Most people overcomplicate and overthink what meditation is. Meditation, could you be sitting in complete darkness and silence and you trying to eliminate the thoughts that are in your brain and, and, and just find clear, uh, just, just to be able to clear some, some room inside of your thoughts. And I know that, uh, just let me explain. So most people think that meditation is like, oh, I need to sit down and figure out my whole, you know, my day or I need, a, I need to envision what my goals are and aspirations. The idea of meditation is to simplify, it's to make room, it's to eliminate bandwidth, it's, it's to have clear thinking. And, and find peace in that. And then as you practice meditation, it could potentially give you situations of um, finding purpose in your life or having epiphanies or what have you. And that's, that's a conversation we'll get into later. So I like to do, I like to start out with like 10 minutes, 10 minutes. There's guided meditations on YouTube. There's guided meditation apps that can help you focus on your breathing and all that good stuff. If you're not into meditation, you can apply that with yoga. Yoga is a combination of of body movement and movement patterns incorporating with with uh, uh, mindful meditation. So very simple, right? So that whole morning routine prior to you getting into the gym should take you no more than like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 20, yeah. 30 minutes, right? And you're primed. You're ready to rock and roll.
0: Um, I so I think it's more achievable than a cold shower because I think just flat out I'm not taking a cold shower when I wake up in the morning. I see right. the benefit, right? I mean, it's going to kickstart me a little bit. I just don't feel that I can make that a part of something that I do every day. Can you do something physical? Because the thing is, is that most people, most people, go ahead. Well, for instance, yesterday when I started this, I got up and I felt like I wasted a good 45 minutes of trying to figure out what I could be doing to make myself most effective. So I wrote in my little journal that I've got, um, I wish I had it here somewhere to show you guys, but I wrote it in my journal and then I started doing some work and then I started looking at my email and then I started kind of bouncing around. I think the night before I kept waking up, it was like three o'clock and then 310 and then 330 and then 350. And there's two, two reasons for that. One, I think I was a little excited to get this going, to get my you know, regimen started. And on top yeah. of that, I was just looking forward to kind of utilizing extra morning that I normally don't have. But then when I got there, I realized I needed a little bit tighter of a plan because it didn't work out the way that I wanted. I felt like I wasted more time than I should have been Um, wasting, I feel like it wasn't as focused. So today when I woke up at five o'clock, I immediately wrote my journal. I went for a walk around the block. I felt like that helped because as soon as I got back, I got the things done that I needed to get done before I went to the gym because I I work out at seven o'clock. So I think maybe that was part of my meditation unknowingly. A part of my morning was that walk around the block that really helps me get focused. So, hearing that and hearing your perspective and kind of what people are saying, that's something that I think I'm gonna start doing every morning, whether it be a walk around the block or just to, you know, get my thoughts straight, kind of level up my whole day, level out where I'm at, and kind of, you know, persist from there. Cause a part of this too is writing down my daily tasks for what I need to get done throughout that day to make it a little bit easier um so what do you what do you think there should i do that the night before should i do that the morning of what's going to be most effective for me
1: what specifically should you do the night before or morning of
0: getting getting my daily tasks written off because for me so uh, I don't have yeah. written. i'm gonna bounce around like i did yesterday where today was a little yeah bit more so
1: i i would prefer and this is m- my personal opinion my own testing i i would prefer doing it the night before okay um again the, the the whole the whole purpose of a morning routine is to eliminate as many tasks as you possibly can. The idea of a morning routine is so that you could focus in on what you need to accomplish for that day. Okay, so and it's and it's steps. It's based on steps. So step one, whether you're going to do here's a couple things. If, if you don't want to do a morning shower, cool. If it's a if it's a walk, if it's like doing a few sets of push-ups, whatever it is something to wake up your central nervous system sometimes to get your body moving. So blood is starting to circulate throughout your body so that you can start waking up. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. So some sort of physical or, or whatever to wake up your central nervous system, get your body moving. And then that's going to lead into your journaling. And then your the journaling is going to lead into your meditation. Your meditation is going to prime you for your, for your workout. So you got, you got the body and you got the mind, mm-hmm. right? And then the next thing you want to do is nutrition. So what are you doing post-workout that's helping you with your nutrition? Are you doing some sort of green juice, protein shake, amino acid drink? Are you just com- consuming the nutrients from whole foods, with, you know, animal proteins, uh, simple, car- uh, simple carbohydrates, or right a good diet. source of fat? Right, yeah, so when you get, so when you get home yeah. right, from the workout.
0: Workout drink. Yep, I eat a steak, three eggs and some veggies. Yeah, perfect. I did yesterday, that's what I did today and that's what I'm going to keep
1: doing. Something you could do in the morning and you know this being really optimized for for, for brain function as far as supplementation outside of like the nootropics, what something that's really really good for you is is taking like an alpha gpc and I, it's it's a mild form of nootropic, but really the primary function of it is is to help with the mental boosting and the focus by just rebuilding the tissue in your brain and, and making sure that the signaling between, uh, uh, between your cells are functioning properly. I like alpha GBC as a baseline. And then also I like adding the lion's mane as a mitochondria rebuilder, right? It helps rebuilding the tissue of the mitochondria in your brain, which is really, really good for memory, which is really good for retention. Uh, how, does it, and, how
0: does it compare to 5 HTP? Because I know I have that, and I have the phenylpropanoid.
1: It's hand. it's it's different than 5 HTP. Now, you specifically, I don't necessarily think you need it. I, I look at, I look at lion's mane alpha GPC as like, as like uh, branched amino acids, and and protein, like something that I just have to do. It's a baseline. It 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 supplements everything that you got going on. However, it is not necessary. Now, speaking for everybody else that is listening to this podcast, experiment with it everybody's body is different. Okay, your neurological pathways are going to be different from your brothers, or your friends, or whatever, right? Even though we may have similar attributes, it's going to be different. So you want to, you want to test and see what other things work. And you don't want to get too extremes. You know, make sure you're doing, you know, you're, you're, you're fully testing one supplement at a time, feel how your body's taking it, how your mind is uh, uh, referencing it, what what are you doing are you feeling more lethargic are you feeling more energetic do you feel jittery do you mm-hmm. find focus do you not find focus are you still having attention deficit disorder whatever the case may be so you mm-hmm. want to simplify that but you specifically as far as like the nootropics as long as you're doing what you're doing i think you're going to be fine yeah. the the biggest issue for you is is to make sure that we're optimizing daily how you're feeling so one thing i know it's really cumbersome that would really be helpful to you nico is actually keeping a, a journal of the foods that you're eating while you're eating them and then how you feel the time. So right after you finish your meal and then like two hours after. And it it is cumbersome, but I, I have done it myself. I have had people do it and at least, at least test it for like, I don't know, a couple of weeks at a time, just to see the food choices that you're eating based on our analysis, right? The food choices that you are consuming, it is helping you perform versus, making you lethargic or making you not perform like yeah. that's huge right so i'm sure you've had a meal where you're like fuck i feel oh i'm tired i'm i don't want to do anything you know i i can't focus right now i don't want to go to this meeting i don't want to go to the showing you feel like yeah. that that food choice
0: did not serve you 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 right? see the like, i mean i'm mean, i mean right
1: well this- no i know that but i'm saying now with the optimization protocol yeah. that we're <laughs> in, that we're undergoing so the good food choices it can have an adverse effect there could be some allergic reaction there could be some reaction chemically that is just not it is not uh, providing the right stimulus and the right result for you because your, neuro- your neurological pathways and your gut and your brain are different so for instance chicken and salmon could be amazing for me but you might be do better with like you know a beef and a bison you never know Mm-hmm. Until you start to journal these things and you start to know. It. And the thing is, is that you might be feeling fine, but what if you could feel optimal?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And then portions is a big part of it. How much of each category? We, do, we discussed that that uh, 20% should be carbohydrates and 30% should be fats and the remainder should be proteins. Yeah. Well, I could be wrong. What if we were doing that for the next two weeks and we, we, we bring down your protein, you increase your carbs... And keep your fats at the same level, and you found that that gives you more of an optimal uh, production throughout the throughout the throughout the day, right? Because we don't want to just have a slow uh, short burst, you know. Also, understanding your sleep, your sleep is a big like. I know we haven't we're starting with the morning, but really sleep is where you need to be started. And for those of you that don't track their sleep, I highly urge you to either get a Whoop band or some sort of sleep tracker, because. You you need to monitor your sleep. You need to monitor the effectiveness and the recovery each and every day. So, like one thing that I found just monitoring my own whoop is that I generally get I average around four and a half hours to five hours of sleep a night. Now mm-hmm. there are some days where I feel like absolute dog shit. There are some days where I feel absolutely like incredible. But it'll also identify that I do need some days where I need six to seven, eight, up to ten hours of sleep, just so to give you perspective. A, a, a professional athlete needs anywhere between 10 and 11 hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Okay. Sedentary seven to eight, the average human being. Right. And what, what, what designates a professional athlete? Well, you and I are not professionals, right? However, we train, yourself. we train. Well, we train with intensity, with structure and with 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 the performance of a professional. So just yeah. because we don't classify ourselves because we're not putting up those specific numbers that entitle us that professional card our bodies are being fucking destroyed. We are ripping down tissue, we are draining our central nervous system through these workouts. Yeah. And so you have to recover based on those actions. And so If you're not recovered because you slept like shit the next day, it doesn't matter what you eat, take, or whatever, you're going to feel like shit. Your your, your CNS is going to drag you. Your weakest, your most viable asset is your central nervous system. And if you don't take care of that by recovering properly, it's going to diminish all of your performance and everything that you do for as long as it takes. And just so you give you perspective, your CNS can take up to 10 days to recover. Where wow. muscle tissue teardown only will be around 24 to 48. I've seen it as long as 72 hours in the larger muscle groups like the glutes and the quads. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: That's insane. Yeah. That's a lot. Of, and it's too much time. I mean, last night I got four hours of sleep. Yeah. No, I have the whoop band. And no. that's something that I tracked. My recovery was dog shit yesterday. I mean, I'm looking at it now up here. Recovery was at 33 percent I got three hours and 34 minutes of sleep last night. I fell asleep at almost one o'clock. I woke up at 4:49. So not great. That explains why. Yeah, so we need to talk about a
1: couple things. Uh you're not you drink coffee, but you're not really into energy drinks. So a couple of things that we need to talk about. And I don't know if you've tried the cocktail yet or not, but I guarantee you're deficient in vitamin D3 and I guarantee you're deficient in magnesium because most Americans are, particularly those in Oregon for vitamin D3. Yeah. Vitamin D3 can, can literally be a steroid to people like us, especially if we're deficient. Now we can take a test and you can find out whether you're deficient or not, but I'm, I'm like literally like n- no question, you are deficient in D3. And even though you do have a, a good do amount I, of, huh? trying to hurt my feelings? No, no, no. It's, it's everybody, especially here, or especially Oregonians. Um,
0: you can just but it has
1: nothing to do with your skin tone, bro. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, just to give you, so, and vitamin D3, you know, it, 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 it operates like, like creatine where you have to have some sort of loading phase to get, to get it into your system. So just to give you an example, you can take anywhere from 20, uh, 20,000 IU upwards of 50,000 IU for the first you know, 10 to 20 days for mm-hmm. it to get completely absolved into your system. And then you have a maintenance phase of anywhere between 4,000 and 10,000 IUs. I would generally say for us around 5,000 IUs a day for maintenance should be just fine. Magnesium, you want, a, you want a good shuttling buffer, which is glycinate. So glycinate is the ester of which it's the type of ester that will shuttle the magnesium into your body, has the highest amount of bioavailability, and it's typically the most expensive the types of magnesium you could buy. That being said, magnesium is still cheap. Uh, 60 day supply will run you around 30 bucks and it's huge. You wanna consume around 400 milligrams of magnesium a night. Just you taking 400 milligrams of magnesium and 5,000 IUs of maintenance of D3 once you've done the loading phase, I think is gonna drastically improve your sleep. And then we can add other factors to that that we can discuss. But first I would wanna see how your body responds to that. Uh, adding melatonin, one milligram, no more than one milligram a night is very, very helpful. You don't want to take it every night though, uh, because your body becomes dependent and then it no longer works for you. Um, And then anything above one milligram, you'll wake up feeling tired, lethargic and just have, you know, yeah, you're just overdosing on it. Uh, But magnesium, I don't, you haven't done this consistently, nor I don't think you've done it, but taking 400 milligrams of magnesium. And then, and then the loading phase of vitamin D3, and then once you're done to 5,000 uh, IUs is going to be huge. Also, real quick tip with uh, vitamin D. Um, now, if you're on pain thinners, pain thinners, uh, blood thinners, if you're on blood thinners, you cannot be taking uh, vitamin K. However, if you are not, if that's not your issue, you okay. need vitamin K2 with vitamin D3. The reason is because your body cannot absorb Vitamin D3 on its own, and if, if if it does, it's very minimal. You're getting like maybe I don't know 10, 15 percent of of the total of the totality of that vitamin nutrient. So you can find like on Amazon if you type in vitamin D3 with K2. K2 is going to be the shuttle. It's going to shuttle that vitamin D into your into your system. Okay. And and, and if you are if you ha- are on um, blood thinners, what you can do is get a vitamin D3. Uh, sublingual or a vitamin D3 uh, dropper, where it goes directly into the bloodstream. And then you should get a higher bioavailability of that. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna have to look more of the supplement way to kind of help my sleep here with all that. I mean, yeah, just I mean, it's just simple, though. It's just two ingredients that will substantially help you.
1: You'll, you'll feel it, you'll feel better, you'll wake up feeling like stronger, like you'll be surprised what a deficiency in magnesium and vitamin d3 will do like it's insane i I'll, i'll link you you know what remind me i'll send you uh some some uh lab reports and articles that discuss the 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 effectiveness and the side effects of being deficient um in those two
0: minerals okay well i'm gonna have to learn more about that yeah Yeah, I kind of went on a little bit about that. But that's just huge to me. I think I, I, but I'm going to rewatch this and then it's going to help me find what I need to be doing. So a little bit more supplements, tighten up my morning, um, get my goals and the things that I need for the next day, the night before. Um, I I think that's going to help. I think this is a good step toward what needs to be done over the course. Because like I said, there's a lot that I plan on doing in this next batch of time that I don't want to overload it with counting my macros. I don't want to overload it with all these little things that are just going to be exhausting. Like you said, it's cumbersome. And then it's just going to be annoying to the point where I'm not going to want to do it. Um, Because I know myself. Right. 99% of your problems are going to be solved
1: just by fixing your sleep. Straight up.
0: Okay. Well, I need to work on getting better sleep. Mm -hmm try to get to bed early tonight. I think the whoop told me I need nine hours and 34 minutes of to sleep tonight in order for me to. And, and listen, like I'm I'm not the epitome of sleep either, but I do get to bed.
1: They say every hour you get before midnight is an hour extra in your sleep cycle. And there is truth to that. Uh, and Uh But I will say, if I'm not asleep, if anything past 10 p.m. for me that, that I fall asleep, I feel like shit. It doesn't matter if I get six hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep my body physically can't like my body can shut down at 9 PM and be out for the night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I have kids and I have a wife who likes to watch TV till fucking midnight. So,
0: you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. No, so. I don't have on here. So that's good. And for a lot of you guys that don't know, so obviously is very well versed in, in that whole realm of how to fine tune your body. Um, not only is he, you know, my personal trainer and kind of my guide for a lot of this stuff, he runs his own program. It's a business that he started called Master One Self, where he's able to fine tune your brain and to help you take advantage of what you have physically to fine tune your body as well. So it's nothing too drastic. It's nothing too crazy. He works within the parameters of what you already do on your day to day life, and he just makes you more efficient in both the physical aspect and the business aspect um, because he does coaching as well, which you know has been super helpful for me. Um, I think that's of the contribution to where i'm at right now is because you mo so thank you for kind of getting me i I appreciate that man that's that's very
1: kind which leads me to the next the second most important thing which is your gut like i told you earlier this week i said your gut contains 100 million neurons in your brain in in your stomach and so and those neurons are directly firing and corresponding and sending it's like a two-way traffic signal between your brain And your gut, so your it's it's lined with it, and the reason why it's because, um, it's uh, what was the word I was going to say, the the pathways and the cells that are connected between the brain and the gut are communicating, and so think of it this way, if if the gut isn't optimized. And if the gut isn't functioning properly, then it doesn't matter. Uh, you can take all the supplements that I'm describing right now. You could take yeah. fucking performance enhancing drugs. You could take whatever you want. It is not going to be absorbed properly. You're, you're going to get a fragment of it. And the, the fragment that you do collect isn't going to be working very, very well either. So what happens is, is that we, we want to make sure that we have a good gut flora. You've got good bacteria. You've got bad bacteria, simple things. Like that's the other thing. Like people tend to overcomplicate this shit. You know, you don't want to take a probiotic. Cool. You don't like pills. Cool. Uh, as simple as eating things that have, um, a, a good source of, 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 bacteria such as kimchi, um, anything that's really pickled, like pickled juice, especially like high concentration. Uh, you can do apple cider vinegar, make sure that it has, uh the the root of the mother or with the mother um you know like things like that that are very very simple but uh like taking a probiotic that has 50 billion live cultures a little quick tip most people don't know this but when they do buy a probiotic a lot of them are on the shelf the ones that are on the shelf are are dead they're inert Um, i don't know why they do that it's absolutely mind-boggling to me um so you're you're basically consuming uh, dead, live cultures, but they're not live because they're dead. Definitely. So they 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 don't do shit for you whatsoever. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're buying them from like a Whole Foods, a nat- natural grocers, uh, New Seasons, even a Fred Meyer. But you want to make sure that they're refrigerated. Mm-hmm. They have to be refrigerated, and they have um, an expiration date because it is a live fucking living organism. And that's going to eat away at the bad bacteria in your gut. It's going to do a myriad of things. It's going to, your, your bowel movements are going to be more frequent in the beginning. Um, it, it's, you're, you're going to feel it. And then as you start consuming food, you're going to start to notice that after about 90 days in, that your body is able to process food much more efficiently. What that says is, especially if you're eating, like for you right now, because you're on a relatively strict diet, what that's going to do is, you're going to start to notice that as you start to lose body fat, and as your gut starts to become more optimized because you're fixing your gut, you're gonna start actually feeling the food that you're eating. I know that sounds really altruistic, but it's true. You're gonna start feeling the food that you're eating. If you're eating a lean meat, like a, like a sirloin or, or, or whatever, or a chicken breast or whatever, give yourself about 45 minutes, an hour after that meal, you're gonna feel that protein. You're gonna feel the cells of that, of that meat. You're gonna feel the cells of the vegetables that you're consuming. You're, you're, you're going to, it's just, it's such a good gratifying. And then the, the, the other side of the coin is that when you, when you do have like a cheat meal and you, and you do eat like a shitty food, something fried or whatever, you're going to feel like absolute shit. You're going to know immediately that the thing that you just put in your body, your body is rejecting. Yeah. And, and the more that you're consider that you're conscious of what you're eating and the more that you get your stomach and, you, and your gut dialed in, you're going to start moving away from things that your body's like, I don't like that. I don't want that in my system. Get it out, which then leads to automatic bowel movements. And I think you experienced this briefly when you first started this, this program. Am I right?
0: Yeah. Well, I think I was just taking too much OCT oil. So, oh. <laughs> I was just causing emergency situations where I was running to the well, no,
1: no, no. I'm saying like before Corona, before all that, and you were dialed in. You started. You were eating pretty healthy, and then you started incorporating like. Yeah, cheat meals I was, I was cheat eating it. really
0: healthy. I was doing intermittent fasting, and it was it worked out great. You know, I lost weight. I was feeling good. My days were doing good. My uh, recovery and everything, according to my whoop, was off the charts compared to everything else that I had going on. So there was a definite, a definite, noticeable difference throughout my day, and it was able to be measured with my whoop band. Um, so yeah, I thought that was awesome. But obviously the last few months, because of Corona, because of all the stuff going on, I've gotten very much away from that. I feel like I'm back to the original weight that I started from, and you know, we worked out. I'm not as strong as I was three months ago, which is gonna happen once you stop. But well,
1: you're stronger than you were in the beginning of this whole program.
0: Well, I bounced back quickly, yeah. Right. But, you know, that's because of muscle memory and kind of getting it back to order, which it needs to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is incredibly helpful because it, it helps with getting some knowledge, a, a lot of knowledge nutritionally. And I appreciate that because you are just like a treasure trove of all that stuff. And you know just way more shit than I could comprehend right now. But I think it's going to be beneficial to be able to not just change all my habits, but to change myself with my dietary habits are going to be huge because, you know, obviously before I went from eating pizza and then I would eat a steak sandwich before bed. And then I'd, you know, wake up and eat. So I think it goes without saying that the diet's going to help out and, um, you know, let's move forward from there. So let me, let me hear a little bit more, I guess the magnesium we talked about, we talked about the vitamin D, um, I think you know you're gonna send me the link, and I think if there's a way to post some of the stuff and supplements that I'm gonna be taking, I'm gonna find yeah. out that guys. That way, you can see what I'm gonna be taking, and then the same. I might even just put on all the other uh, stuff I'm taking too. That way, you can kind of figure out what I'm taking, how much, and all that other stuff. Like phenylprozatam, nootropics are a big deal for me in my life. Um, something I you know introduced you to Mo. And and now we've been taking a lot of stuff ever since um, yep. in, that, in that whole realm. Um, so what, what's something else here that's going to be as beneficial as possible without overdoing it? Because I already, you know, in the morning, I do the pre-workout, I take chia seeds, I do the MCT oil, I do the beetroot juice. That's what I drink before I work out. Then I do the post-workout. Um, I drink, or I take the phenylparazetam, I'm gonna start taking you know, the vitamin D and stuff now, I take my multivitamins, um, and then I take biotin and then 5-HTP. So, give me, give me a couple more things that can be taken to maximize what I'm doing, and kind of put me in the right state of mind, and help my stomach out a little bit. As
1: far as supplements?
0: Yeah, supplements, something you'd recommend, something you take, something you see there being a benefit of. Um, HCL? hcl
1: okay. hcl during a meal so similar to well it's not similar to probiotic at all but hcl what hcl does is oh god this is turning on um, what hcl does is it helps uh modulate blood sugar levels okay. so what happens is when you eat depending i mean it doesn't matter what it is you eat you your your blood sugar will spike. When blood sugar spikes, that's when cortisol spikes. Cortisol is a stress hormone, but it's also, it's also necessary. Most people don't want to have cortisol or they try to keep their, not don't have, but they want to keep their cortisol levels low. Because when it's high, your body starts um, storing your food as fat instead of leveraging the food as fuel. Um, so what HCL does is it helps modulate the blood sugar level so that it, it also regulates cortisol. You could also yeah. take um, like a cortisol manager, which HDL is in it, but I don't think you need that because HDL is very inexpensive. It, it's, it's, you can buy your supply worth for dirt cheap. It's incredible. And I could, I could link uh, some, some good brands. But um, what happens is, is that most people, if, and, and you know, we're kind of going into this, but if cortisol levels are high at night, and they're low in the morning. That means that they're all fucked up. And, and, and that's usually a cause of adrenal gland fatigue. Your adrenal glands typically fatigue with um, consistent overuse of caffeine. Caffeine and like um, stimulants and things of that nature um, wipe your adrenal glands dry. They, they're just overworked. They're overworked. They're overworked. And that's why you see some people who have to keep taking more and more and more higher, higher doses of caffeinated beverages, you know, six cups of coffee versus one, you know, two scoops of pre-workout versus just one, that kind of thing. Their caffeine, their caffeine um, tolerance is just, it's not even there anymore. Um, and so not to backtrack, and I'm not saying that you do, but I'm just saying that that's what it does. So it's kind of like, there, there is like an evolution to all of it. So if you if your adrenal glands are high, or if your adrenal glands are wiped, that means that your cortisol is backwards. And if it's if your cortisol is, uh, uh, is high at night, that means you can't sleep. And you have energy during the night, if your cortisol is low in the morning, you're lethargic, you're tired, you're not optimized. And so we need to flip that needs to be backwards and just be upside down. Cortisol needs to be high at night and low in the evening. The other thing is that, excuse me, going back to HCL, just to be a very simple, inexpensive tool is to be able to have anywhere between 200 to 500 milligrams of HCL caps or powder, whatever you want. Caps are just easy and they're inexpensive. With your meals, with every meal, that's going to help modulate blood sugar levels. It's going to help make sure that the food that you're consuming is going to turn into fat and it's going to be utilized as fuel.
0: Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I've got a lot of great stuff here. I think this turned into a nutrition podcast for today. I mean, <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's all problem. relative it right? is all relevant because it's, it's stuff that I'm going to need. Um, and it's stuff that I obviously is, you know, so being able to kind of dictate what's going to be most beneficial for me through this trial and error process as far as what dosages and stuff that can be taken, it's going to be helpful. Um, so I appreciate it, man. Thank you for leading us down this path because I didn't really expect it to go and it did. And, um, you know, that's something that I didn't really consider. So I think this is going to be a good start here. Day two has proved itself to be a a really interesting one. Oh Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, just, just so you know, uh, real quick, I forgot to mention, aside from modulating your, uh, your blood sugar levels, uh, I did want to add that it does contribute to um, your digestive enzymes. So just, that's, what, that's why I was trying to relate it to uh, probiotic. Mm-hmm. Probiotic does have digestive enzymes, but its primary function is to have the good bacteria, the good flora to eat away at the, at the bad gut bacteria. I mean, that's its primary function, but by, by having good digestive enzymes and by, uh, by adding HDL into your diet, mine uh, aside from blood sugar levels, um, it also helps break down the protein that you're consuming. So, a lot of pro bodybuilders and strongman and, uh, and power lifters consume HCL with their meals because they're on such a high animal protein diet. A lot of them now are doing the carnivore diet. So, you're, it's, it's a lot of work for your digestive system to break that shit down over yeah. and over again, constantly at the levels of their eating it. You know, some of them are eating three grams. up to five grams of protein per pound of body weight that is insane that's a it's an enormous amount Um, and so that'll help you so aside from modulating blood sugar levels it'll help break down the protein that you're eating and it'll all the digestive enzymes in there will help kind of spread everything apart so that that's why i take it i've been taking it almost subconsciously for years like i don't even think about it it's just something that i always have so i think it'll help you a lot
0: okay well more nutrition tips.
1: Yeah, well, it's the same thing. I just, I just wanted to factor that in there. I was looking yeah. at my notes. I'm like, there's something else that's beneficial about HCL. So I just wanted to clarify.
0: Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to put before we wrap this up here? Um, Any words of wisdom? Give me some of that Mo knowledge. Mo knowledge?
1: I, I just think that whether you're career driven, if you're entrepreneurial, if whatever it is, I think you should just commit, and I think you just be relentless in your pursuit of whatever it is you want to do. Like most people, set goals and aspirations they want to do shit, and they don't fucking do it. They just give up. They, you know, like my, my the worst type of human being, in my opinion, are the ones that set uh, New Year's resolutions, not yeah. not people who actually see it through. Because ninety well, percent of people that set New Year's resolutions fall off within 30, what, to 90 days max, that's mm-hmm. it. And they're done. You know, whether it be to lose weight, whether it be to get in better shape, whether it be to eat healthy, whether it be to make more money, whether it be to start that business or side hustle or project or whatever, like I don't give a shit what you do as long as you're relentless in your pursuit. I think that's the best thing that I've learned in, in the course of my growth and like, and I'm still growing. Like I still apply these lessons. I still am doing these things on a daily basis because The version of me that is today isn't going to be the version of me that's going to be in 10 years because I, I still want to evolve and I still want to be better. And so I'm still applying these, these daily mantras and these lessons and just to be unshakable, to be relentless and just be in pursuit of what you want to accomplish. And you're a great definition. You're like, what I love about you is that when the coronavirus hit and you, you made, you made a decision. You're like, you know what? I know myself. And I'm going to commit to eating like crap during this time because I know that I, I I'm just going to bullshit myself. I'm going to lie to myself in the fact that I'm going to try to be healthy. This that because you had it in your brain. You made that decision. It was a conscious effort. Like I'm not going to do it. You were committed to eating unhealthy. I know it sounds counter counterintuitive, but just bear with me on here. And yeah. you know you knew that there was going to be a time in the in the near future where that transition was going to take place. Now I am committed. I had my break, I had my brief little fun. Now mm-hmm. I'm committed to, to seeing this through and I'm gonna get in the best shape I, I possibly can. I'm gonna optimize every facet of my life, my body, my being, my business, my whatever, your mind, your gut, everything's gonna be fully functioning 100% and you, you set, set yourself towards that path and I know you're gonna see it through and I know you're gonna get there. The difference with most people is is that they don't commit to negative things nor do they commit to positive things. It's just like, I feel like they just lack commitment, like conviction in that commitment. So you're yeah. relentless, have conviction, be committed and see it through and stop being a little bitch.
0: Beautiful. I love it. Well, perfect. And I appreciate that, Mo. And Arigato. this is going to be, this is going to be a fun process here. You know that I'm, you know, committed to doing this, obviously. And you know, that yeah, you're absolutely. right alongside me while we get all this stuff done. Cause you got working out back again. We got... Um, you know, our our weekly meetings. We're doing this. So this is going to be a fun process. And like I said, I appreciate you hopping on, um, you know, taking the time with me to kind of educate me a little bit more, uh, you know, lead me down the right path and then sharing, of course, with everybody listening out there. I know it's a lot of information, but it's something that should be taken into account if you're trying to modify what you're doing. Um, If your diet really does affect you as much as every single study says it does, as much as Mo says it does, as much as I've recognized, and I'm sure that you've recognized, um, then it's something to take into account and take control of. That way you can really take a whole approach here. You know, Part of my approach is, is the whole being, the whole aspect of everything that I'm doing. I am revamping how I was living. Not to say that I was necessarily living a horrible life. I wasn't you know, falling away. I didn't see myself living in a ditch in a few weeks. I just wanted a, a change. I wanted to force myself to a new level. And I felt like there was a lot of times in my life and a lot of periods where I just expected evolution to happen and me to kind of get to that point and letting things come as they may and you know live and let live scenario. Um, but oh, yeah. this, this is very different. It's very intentional and it's very to the point. It's very uh, you know driven in this. So, thank you guys. Thanks for joining me on 254, and thank you, Mona Bulsi, Mr. Master One Self, creator. Um, I appreciate it, man, thank you.
1: Hell oh, yeah, I had a blast, yeah. thanks buddy.
0: Yeah, absolutely, talk to you soon. Right.